is happening, fellow fantasy GMs. I am JJ Wang. He is the bearded one, DJ Dove. And with our powers combined, we are the Fantasy Couriers. JJ Wang, it's Combine Weekend. Been seeing a lot of numbers popping up. Guys looking great in shorts and a t-shirt. Some look pretty putrid. We'll talk about them, but... How much stock do you necessarily put in the combine? Can it only hurt or can it hurt and help? Like what's your what do you what are your thoughts on that? I mean, for me, it's just it can only I won't say it can only help, but it allows people on my radar. Like they do good and it gets gets them on my radar so that way you can look into them a little more, you can keep track of them a little more. Um for the player, I mean it's they have a good combine, it helps them out, you know, but like, I've come to think lately it's not as important as it used to be. Like, I think there's probably eventually going to come a time where, like, the top guys aren't even at the combine. It's going to be more for, like, the lower-tier guys that are going to try to make the NFL. But as of right now, you go there, you meet everybody, but this can all be done, you know, when they're pro days. They all do pro days anyway. Yeah, true, true. I think it can only – I think it can really, really help you or really, really screw you. Oh, I can definitely probably no in between. Like if you're in between, you're just sort of you know okay, you know Bijan's gonna go in, he's gonna do his stuff, and he's gonna move on. I mean, it can definitely screw you. I mean, if you're not fast, as all I was somebody will talk about here shortly in one of our segments, um, it can it can really drop you down the board and just eliminate you from you know being a top pick, um, completely. Yeah, so, hey, welcome to the podcast for the Fantasy Couriers. You can hit us anywhere that there is social media. We're on all that thing. I did a nice sweaty TikTok this afternoon when I got in from a run. Uh, I love sweaty TikToks. A nice sweaty TikTok with fireworks in the back saying, hey, we're recording and we're going to talk about our topics for today and said, check us out. Uh, also, do us a favor, throw us a solid. We have upped our ante on spotify all you got to do you don't have to listen to spotify if you do cool that's what i listen to because i'm not an apple guy most of my friends are if you're an apple person jump on to spotify and just follow us everybody follow us so that we can keep that really snazzy opening we're getting close to the time where we don't have enough clicks on there it's kind of like with youtube we'll need years and years and years of youtube for them to even monetize us and we make one penny per listen so it's not giant money but it just makes us feel special and sometimes we like for for us to feel special. Our moms tell us we're special. They know we're special. They love us. But could you all tell us we're special too? That's about the only person that tells me I'm special. <laughs> You're special, JJ Wing. Thanks. Very <laughs> special. <laughs> so we're gonna do something a little different. A lot of the pods I've listened to have been talking about best best 2022 rookies. We're gonna no longer make them rookies. So what we called it today is. Rookies no more. No longer rookies. The 2022 rookie report card. We're going to hit a couple of guys that we thought were pretty good this year. Some guys who just dudded out that we were high on. And then we're going to look at throw out two guys that we think could really step up their game next year. And if you're in Dynasty, see what you, see if you can get them. I think my guy is probably a little more expensive than your guy. I like both guys. So we'll see where we end up. And some of these guys, we won't spend as much time because we've already talked about a couple of them. Um, and we just to note, as we're doing a lot of activities before, right now the running backs are running the 40. So if we holler anything, it'll be up. We just record on Sunday because well, we have kids. And we love you. We'll talk about the running backs more next week as we go through things and we compare them to this year. So my first guy was a guy I was high on. I wasn't expect. Oh, I did it out of order. Is is a guy I was high on. A guy, he was my favorite running, my favorite receiver of the year, only because I liked Amon Ross St. Brown so much. And I figured if he ran with Amon Ross St. Brown, trained with Amon Ross St. Brown, 
He's got to be a good player. So I got traded up, got myself some some Drake London shares this year. I started the season and I was like, oh, yeah, he had a couple good games to start, then a lot of meh. And then when Desmond Ritter came around, he became Desmond Ritter's favorite target. So my hope is that Drake London continues with Desmond Ritter last year and keeps being the, the wide receiver one for him and just gets targeted. He had a, a solid rookie year. Wide receivers, you know, up until the more recent years, don't have breakout rookie years. Some do, like the all-times. But most guys have a if he had a he had a pretty good rookie year, seventy two for eight sixty six and four touchdowns, and that's pretty solid. So I can see him taking that and just elevating to the next level. Yeah, I mean he got targeted a lot once Ritter came in, which is great to see, but the yards just weren't there. That just goes to show you what if what kind of offense are they going to run with Ritter? Yeah. Are they going to be able to throw it deep? I'm sure. Don't get, I'm sure Ritter can throw it deep. I'm, I have no doubt about that. <clears throat> Or if Ritter's even the starting quarterback, um, still a lot to a lot to be proven there. Um, but at least these the the targets are there. The yards and the touchdowns, hopefully, hopefully they'll come. Um, I think going into the season, we probably wanted a little more out of London. Um, he disappeared a lot um, for being such a big target early um, in the middle, yeah. So we'll see. Hopefully that um, not all wide receivers are productive their first year or even second year. Um, so. Still young, got a long ways to go. The offense can only go up. And Mariota is gone. So Mariota I think that's – I mean, he, he disappeared. He had the first three weeks, he looked like, okay, decent. And then he just pooed to bed until Ritter showed up. And then it yeah, came back. Mariota does. All right. So switching over to my guy, I mean, this is was pretty much everybody's favorite player um, at, at one point. Honest, Brees Hall played seven games. Through the seven games, he had 463 yards rushing, averaged almost six yards of carry, four touchdowns. So he was killing it, right? Uh, at that point, he was probably RB1 dynasty-wise. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. just wanted Brees Hall. Everybody was like, that's the guy. And then four carries into his um, his seventh game, he had four carries for 72 yards and a touchdown, and then he tears his ACL, so he's out for the year. So throughout those seven games, he killed it. The first two games, he was, wasn't involved a whole lot. In the last game, he only had the four carries. So through four games, that's what he was working with. He just, at, um, uh, like I said, RB1. For his ACL, they say recovering faster than normal, but that's usually what they always say about these guys. Uh, he could be ready for camp, so that's a positive, but it may take him a while to get back into um into shape. But when he was when he was at his peak, I mean he was he was starting to kill it, man. He was the guy. Yeah, it, it made me sick to watch a Jets running back be good because I don't want the Jets to succeed at anything except failing. And Brees Hall looks like the real deal. He was he was touted as the number one running back this year. He came out. Everybody's like, hey, that's who we get. That's our single quarterback RB1 and really high in super flex rookie drafts. And usually we go back to back, but I'm going to put my guy in next, if you don't mind, because he – um. Hey, my wife's taking the good car. Man, I get the stinky car. She's taking my daughter away <laughs> as I'm looking out the window. But anyway, my guy, Kenneth Walker the third. I liked him a lot coming into the season and didn't expect much from him because I thought they would ride Rashad Penny to get their money out of Rashad Penny. But in Rashad Penny form, well, he got hurt. And Kenneth Walker just looked like the animal. Like, I would have loved. Imagine if Brees Hall played the whole season. Like, we would be spending all this time. We could just tear, take apart how close, like, how their runs were, how close these guys were, and just really, really compare them, which is what we'll have to do next year because <clears throat> Kenneth Walker killed it. 70 yards a game. 
Um, he still had 27 targets. He rushed for nine touchdowns, you know, 228 rushes for 1050. That's pretty money for a running back. And I mean, rookie running backs can jump in, especially in a system where they're going to run. The question marks I have from next year will be, do they re-sign Geno? If not, are they taking a rookie and how would that affect him? But he's, he looked like the real deal. Loved him. Yeah, I mean, fantastic. I mean, anybody that drafted him that they didn't think they was going to get this. Um, mm-hmm. So he paid off, paid, paid off big time. Um, even if they do get rid of um, Gino, bringing somebody else, they're still going to run the ball. That's what Seattle does. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, if they can make Gino look good, Gino's never really been good, right? And he just all of a sudden just, you know, became good. So, you know, so that, that that bodes well for the next quarterback that comes in. Maybe Drew Locke can be that guy, right? We were all hoping. Uh, probably wah, not. Wah, wah. But even though, even, no matter who comes in at quarterback, I mean, they're still going to run the ball. And he's like, he's the RB1 there. He's going to get a bulk of the carries. And sure, I pretty much a locked in RB1 next year. But could be like a top five running back going into draft season. Imagine if he doubles those receptions and gets 50 receptions. He only had 165 yards receiving, but just throwing some receptions, man. Dude, the sky's the limit as long as they don't, like, for some odd reason, draft a running back. They got a stud right there. So who you got? I, I, actually, this next guy was on my list, and I switched him out, and you put him in. I liked it. Uh, so, so my guy was the, is the replacement for my guy. That's on um, Brock Purdy, the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> We all know the f- history of the 49ers quarterbacks. They always get injured. Um, he came in late. Uh, th- there's a theme to my guys here. And they all kind of um, came in late at a certain point or or maybe didn't even play. So so he came in the last six games, looked really good. Um, 1,300 yards, 13, touch- 13 touchdowns, only four interceptions. So in that offense, I don't want to say it's easy to be productive, but – I feel like it's kind of easy to be productive with the quarterbacks that have been productive in that offense. Kyle Shanahan does a real good job, mm-hmm. but unfortunately gets injured his elbow. So he's out for six months. It's the recovery uh, going in this week for surgery, maybe waiting a little longer than they anticipated. Evidently there was some swelling couldn't go down. I'm not a doctor. So I guess they can't um, do surgery when it's all swollen. So he's going in this week, possibly uh, ready for camp. Possibly ready for week one. Um, we don't know. I would say probably safe bet that he won't be in consideration for the w- week one starter, I would guess. So that leaves it open for Trey Lance. But with Brian, he performed way above expectations and you really can't say anything bad about what he did. You answered one of my questions I was going to throw out at you. Let's say that he is ready for camp. How much consideration should – Kyle Shanahan have for him to be, I mean, to be the creepy. We've talked about it a little bit earlier, but he's played more football than Trey Lance in the NFL. Oh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> Think I about mean, that. I'll just go with what Kyle Shanahan thinks. Going and Kyle Shanahan's the coach. If Kyle Shanahan thinks Purdy's ready to go, I mean, that's unfortunate. I'd rather see Trey Lance, but I still think Trey Lance is going to have the head up. I think he'll maybe be able to earn a job a little sooner in camp. Um, so if he can perform well in camp to open it up, I think he'll be he'll be um, the front runner to land the starting gig. Hmm. Yeah, that'd be interesting. See, I'd love to see it a full on battle and see what happens. Give him two weeks just to throw it in there. And, I mean, Purdy's are, as as far as I'm <laughs> concerned, Purdy's earned it. And if Shanahan plays Trey Lance, in my opinion, at this point, he's just wanting to show that he's the greatest coach on earth. Because I mean, the dude's played three games in the last four years. Is that about right? Something like that? 
Sounds about right. His last game was his last game JMU. It might have like other than the two games in the season. I mean, he's got so little. His last full game, his last really good game. So that'll be interesting to see. So your last guy was a guy you were high on um, going into the season, I believe, weren't you? Yeah, that's Rashad. Um, yeah, that's Rashad White. Um, so going into the season, or about well, like first what ten games of the season, really not much involved. It was just Leonard Fournette. He was getting three, four, five carries, and after that week, after that week ten, he had four top twenty-four finishes and six top thirty-six finishes, and that was being the second back to Leonard Fournette. I can't. 100% see Leonard Fournette being back. So going into next season, he has a definite shot at the RB1 in Tampa Bay. Can't imagine him going after a running back high in the draft or even if we're at free agency. I feel like they got more needs, pressing needs with quarterback missing. The offensive line wasn't the greatest. Defense was getting older. So, there's, I mean, there's a lot of holes that need to be filled. So I think he's pretty safe as their RB1, and he can catch the ball really well. So I think going into the next season, he he could be competing for, you know, uh, um, top 12 quarter um, RB performances. Uh, oh, he might be close to top 12 on my drafting list, looking at what you got yeah. there. I mean, breaking news, though, Rashad White changes jersey number for the season. He's RB1, so his number on his jersey is? One. See, there we go. He knows something. Um. Well, I guess I already knew that, but he's just letting the world know. I mean, yeah, we just had to, we just had to get the the old uh, not old. I mean, I guess an NFL back old uh, Fournette out of the way so that he gets he's gonna get 100 percent of the carries. I envision them. I mean, it's the NFL. They're gonna bring in somebody and the, the, yeah. telling how much they bring and if they bring in a he's, scat back or you know he's not he's not getting 100 percent of the carries. I mean, we're probably talking. 60 percent of the carries and all the receiving work. Um, so I mean, and that's what that's what you want these days for an NFL running back. You want the receiving work, and as a oh, yeah. as a fantasy guy, I'd be wondering if the way they if they do a thunder and lightning because he's so st- strong, if they bring in a scat back and keep him there, it would limit him. That would that would be my only fear for him. But I I love him. I'm with you as we go on. Last guy is a guy that we both were high on. Um, had an interesting into the into his rookie uh, to his college. Um, career, but George Pickens of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He, the every time I watch George Pickens play, all I think of is rookie Odell. Odell Beckham, you threw something his way. He did something crazy, and the ball stuck to his hand. And that's what I see with George Pickens. George Pickens looked good with Kenny Pickett as quarterback. And my my thing for Kenny Pickett this year, he had the best looking terrible rookie season I've ever seen. I watched him play a couple of times, and he looked like he. I think Kenny Pickett could be a decent quarterback. Um, is he Peyton Manning? No, but I think it could be decent. And George Pickens with Kenny Pickett's nah, of a year still had 800 yards and four touchdowns and 55 carries. And there, I've watched some stats, some things this weekend, just of some of those catches. And they said, I heard people on the team saying those catches he made, that's like his 30th best catch we've seen him make. So this kid has talent. This kid is 6'3", 200, decent size. He's He'll be, uh, oh, yesterday was his birthday. He just, uh, so yesterday is Saturday, March 4th. So he just turned 22. So he's young, he's talented, and he's going to grow with a young quarterback. Sky's the limit for George Pickens. I love where he's headed. Yeah, absolutely. We loved him coming in. Uh, 800 yards, four touchdowns. I mean, it's okay. Uh, my expectations were probably a little more, but the Pittsburgh offense wasn't great. They had really had troubles running the ball. Like I said, Pickett coming in, was they didn't throw the ball a lot. I mean, Pickett did okay, but the, the offense overall was just not very good. I mean, he had some splashes, 
Mm-hmm. Like that, the offense has to improve. We know he's good. Um, will he be the the um, wide receiver one if they resign Deontay Johnson? That's going to hurt too because I just don't, I'm not sure how much passing volume there's going to be at the moment. Yeah, it, it'll be intriguing to see how they decide to grow Pickett. Like, I think they won't pick it to pass a lot. You know how Ben wasn't the biggest passer at the beginning, and same 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 coaching yep. staff. So it could be they just build him up, and he has those good weeks. So the the next segment should be really quick. Our terrible, terrible, terrible guys, guys that stunk it up. I have a guy. My guy had thirty four rushes for ninety nine yards. On the season, we all thought, hey, the 49ers are genius. We talk on here about how smart Kyle Shanahan is, so smart he's going to start a quarterback that hasn't played in meaningful in a game where he succeeded in over three, four years. So in the third round, when they draft Tyrion Davis-Price, who we all affectionately called TDP, we thought for sure Eli Mitchell's out the door because he'll get hurt. And sure as anything, Eli got hurt, but in comes CMC. TDP didn't do diddly-poo. He looked terrible in the six games he actually played. So farewell. My brother-in-law texted me this morning. He tried to get me TDP because I have CMC. Drop him. Get rid of him. Uh, he's going to go the way of, oh, what's that guy? Oh, Trey Sermon. So he'll be a practice squatter for the Eagles in a couple years. <laughs> I mean, you pretty much insert my guy with everything that you just said, and it's pretty yep. much the exact same thing. And that's I hope not. Isaiah, I think he's got a better future. That's Isaiah Spiller. Um he was a little, like I said, the combine really hurt him. He was slow going into the combine. He was also kind of hurt, so that didn't help. Um, of course, he came in as the third, the third back. Kelly gets hurt. He gets his opportunity. I didn't see. I'm not sure of his stats. They were really bad. Uh, but by the by the by the <laughs> end of the season, for 41. Yeah, the, so by the end of the season, Josh Kelly had pretty much cemented his role as the RB two, and I think they really liked him. So it was Eckler. You know, the certified RB1, Kelly's the RB2, Spiller filling in as RB3. I mean, that's not what you want. You don't want an RB, you know, an RB3 at this point. Um, It's going to be tough, and maybe he can work his way back up. Who knows? Of the two guys we're talking about, who has a better chance of ever being good? Would it be, is it still Spiller? I I mean, I, I I guess. I mean, Spiller was. I don't know. I mean, neither one of them. Just I, who knows? They're both about literally exactly the same. I mean, Sp- Spiller fell behind a guy the Chargers didn't really like to play. So maybe he works off on the offseason and gets himself up there. Like I, I, you, you had me convinced on Isaiah Spiller. I almost took him in the first round of a draft last year, and I was like, no, okay, I'll, I'll Pickens fell to me at that point. But um, but yeah, so I, yeah, they stink. So two guys real quick that we think could um could bust out next week. I'm going to let you do your guy. I like your guy a lot, and I have a heart for him, too. Yeah, so my guy is um, John Metchby on the story. Had leukemia, missed the whole um, whole season, missed training camp. Uh, they said he's recovering very well. I mean, they say he looks good. They say he's bigger, stronger, and faster. I mean, that's all you can hope for. I, he's not practicing, but he's been at practice. He had a great year at Alabama. Um it wasn't the guy at Alabama because of, um, we'll talk about your guy next. That was pretty much <laughs> the guy, but he had a very good career in, um, in Alabama. Uh, he's going to get all the opportunity in Houston. And look, I mean, Roman Reigns came down with le- leukemia six months later. He was, fully, he was fully recovered, and now he's literally the greatest champion in the history of the world. So maybe this is great things for John Mechie. 
you know, he can come back from his battle with leukemia and turn into the greatest wide receiver we've ever seen. If Roman can do it, why can't John Mechie? And maybe if if Mechie decides to pretend to play football, then we will let <laughs> to physically pretend to play football. Oh, Roman's in great shape and it's athletic. I couldn't do that. I watched a ladder match last there's week. A lot of physica- there's a lot of physicality to it, too. It's just not going in there and not taking any physicality. There's a lot of physicality. I'm not comparing wrestling to football. Any <laughs> well, on the sidebar, if anybody watches wrestling, check out the, um, the ladder match from last Wednesday's Dynamite on AEW. I cringed. I, I saw a dude jump off a giant tall Sammy Guevara jumped off a ladder onto a ladder onto a guy and broke it like I'm sore from that but anyway it's neither here nor there yeah I like Mechie a lot I like him coming in 511 187 fairly quick guy so just getting up to game speed will be the catch for him this year he might be in a, he might this year might be a stash year where you see him sneak into wide receiver three maybe 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 Nico steps up this year um D'Amico really likes Mechie from a lot of things he's saying so looked at some articles on that that D'Amico likes and he's gonna be have a great coach I love D'Amico Ryan's D'Amico Ryan's coming home to Houston I loved watching him play he was on my fantasy team for the Texans but my guy is Jamison Williams who came in he'd be the argument for me not to like Jamison Williams he had one good college year he had a uh, 1500 yards in college and then um of course you know tore the ACL came back last year and was not really anything for the Lions but I think I don't know if they expected much I think they really and I think I mentioned this is a fall podcast. I think the Lions last year wanted him just to fill NFL game speed, fill what the game felt like before this year when they're going to unleash him. So having him, he's not going to have the pressure of being the one. Amon Ra is the one. And then the running backs are almost the two. And then so, so there's not the pressure on him, and he could take that and elevate just to, to blow up in his second year. So I like Jamison Williams a lot. I mean, he's a number 12 pick in the draft. So they must have thought he was good to waste. A, but Lions do draft hurt injured. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely going to get his opportunity. He's fast. Um, is this offense going to be what it was last year? I mean, the, the offense was pretty good. Is Jared Goff going to continue to be what Jared Goff was last of year? Of course he know. is. I mean, they, I mean, there's a very good chance that it goes south. I mean, it is Detroit. I mean, you, you just never know. But, yeah, James Williams, all, pretty much like all the receivers last year, um, turned out to be good. We'll see what James Williams follows in the same path. Um, yep. So those are some guys we like. We'll hit some more in the offseason, but they are no longer rookies in our book. Combine is going on. It'll be over to hear this podcast. We're going to do a little stock up, stock down with our fantasy college expert, JJ Wang here. Got a couple stock up, a whole bunch of stock downs. And then we'll talk about running backs next week because, we said, as we said, we're recording during the running backs wrapping up their stuff. I love where you're starting, man. We're both, you have me getting more excited every week. Tell me what you got. Oh, yeah, so this first guy we're going to bring, I guess I'm sure everybody's heard by now. I mean, it's been the talk of the town. That's Anthony Richardson going into the combat and just, and just wowing everybody. Started out with the interviews. Evidently, the interviews went fantastic. I mean, that's step one you hope, hope they can wish for you. So he comes in, 6'4", 244. So the guy's gigantic. He's got 10.5-inch hands. His hands are huge. We're not talking, you know, Joe Burrow hands here, Kenny Pickett hands here. We're talking, like <laughs> – Defensive lineman style hands. Obviously, the most athletic guy at the com- or QB at the combine. Four four forty. Um, his vert was forty. I mean, all these numbers are just really really hot. Yeah, I mean, these numbers are just crazy. So, the combine, you know, hero happens every year, and I think this could absolutely vault him into being in consideration for the first quarterback taken in the draft. What percentage? 
would you say chance there is that he goes number one? Is that he he's got to overtake Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, who are and, the? And I don't think and I don't think it's going to be very. Of course, let's so let's say Bryce Young did come in over two hundred pounds, so he was able to bulk up. So he was at five ten, two and four. It's still really small. Um, of course, he's Kyler Murray. I guess he, I guess he um, but Richardson's a project, but. A team falls in love with, say, Carolina falls in love with him. Who did Carolina make prominence with in the early 2010s? Cam Newton. This is literally an exact replica of Cam Newton. So what I if, like Car- what if Car- Cam, uh, Carolina number nine was like, hey, let's go up and get this guy. Um, let's get ahead of Indy. Um, might have to get up to that number two spot or even number one, and let's just take our guy. I mean, it's happened before. I mean, why yeah. not now? You threw out Daniel Jones in our talks before the podcast. Yeah, Josh Allen went super high. Nobody thought Josh Allen was going to be any good. I mean, it happens. I, I was a Josh Allen guy. I can, no, I can I'm, claim, sure I'm, I'm not good at a lot of things. I claim that one. You should. You should be a not scout. That good. Nobody. I mean, I think we. I don't know if you really thought he was going to be good. You might just not that good. I thought him. he'd be good. I liked him coming out. Yeah, right. Because you fall in love with these guys because they're big. I mean, they look like they look like quarterbacks. So I hey, mean, put your, put your quarterbacks but, in order. Who are your top five quarterbacks in the rookie class? After the combine, um, so, so prop, I, I don't, I don't know. I, they're like, I would put Richardson, Stroud, and Young all in the same tier at this point. So you're all your tier base, and then it would be Levis, and then yeah. So I mean, if you if you wanted to take Bryce Young, I mean, go for it. I mean, he's not my style of quarterback, but he might be somebody's style of quarterback. But I think Richardson's more everybody's style than say Bryce Young. I'm going to be a hot mess come July. I have 1.2, 1.5, 1.6, and they're all going to be within that realm. Who am I going to miss out with the three and the four pick? <sighs> oh, the the first world problems of fantasy football managers. Okay, tell me about your second guy that you want to talk about who's had a good – he hasn't done – He has. we don't have his all of his stats yet, but tell us about him. Yeah, so the next guy is uh, Darnell Washington out of Georgia. Um, so he's a he's big, big, big dude, right? So he's 6'7", 264, tight end. I don't know if I said that or not. So he's a great athlete. I mean, he ran a 4'6", 40 at 267. And by the way, defensive linemen running low 4'4s, low 4'3s is absolutely stupid. Ridiculous. Like, it's not even funny anymore. But like I said, this guy's like, um, what's Gigantor from Indianapolis? I mean, he's, he's that big. But the issue is that he's, just raw, he's raw at tight end. I mean, he I don't know if he's great at the position, but well, who was the guy from Virginia last last year? Uh, Jelani Woods. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they're literally the exact same, exact same person going to be in the NFL. Great big, huge dudes. They're going to be open a lot in the red zone. So keep an eye out for him. Um, stock definitely went up with this uh, big big time uh, forty that he ran. Sweet, I might get the root for him. I had a guy I was talking with last night, our boy Scott, who's been on the podcast, asking about. Gasicki. I was like, yeah, he's not back in Miami. And asked him about Durham Smythe, if they like him. I said, yeah, they paid him and he can block and that's what they want. So they're going to draft somebody in round two through three. That's when we got picks. I could be rooting for a giant guy. He's going to be a project, but I like what I'm reading about him here. I'm enjoying and I'd like to have a, a bulldog down there. Yeah, maybe. So Who switching, over, switching, switching over to the stock down a couple. Um, I don't really want to say a couple guys. So I'm going to say more or less the wide receiver, um, wide, wide receiver position. Feel like there's not going to be a whole lot of wide receivers going in the first round like there was last year and the year before. Uh, there just wasn't any. Of course, you know it's Jackson Smith and Jigba's good. Jalen Hyatt's good. Um, Zay Flowers ran a super fast forty, but I don't know. I mean, he's short, so we don't know what that's going to turn out like. Nobody was astonishing, so I feel like 
the wide receivers as a whole, um, kind of a stock down. And then my other guys, quarterback Tanner McKee out of Stanford. Mm. Their prospects were not only high going in, um, but once everybody, I guess, when they looking at him throw, he's got like I guess a weird delivery or you know all this other nonsense that I got. I mean, looks normal to me, but I guess to the scouts, it just looks kind of different. So his stock definitely fell fell a lot. So he, I mean, might be the fifth, sixth, seventh round here. Okay, Bijan just ran a four four seven. App State kid ran a four six. He must be a thicker boy. I'm seeing anybody pass up. Jamar Gibbs four forty uh four four. That's pretty money as far as draft picks. Um I'm seeing him pop up. Uh oh, there we go. Devin Akane uh four three four. Eighteen, yeah, so super fast. Okay, and so but yeah, um receivers, how many of the sorry, it just popped out. How many of those receivers do you think will go in the first round? I mean, I think um I Madison think Njigba probably goes in the first round. Um, Quentin Johnson probably goes in the first round. And Addison goes in the first round. But after that, I'm not – and I'm thinking from when I say first round, I'm thinking like um, 20 – after 20. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot drafted in from like 8 to 20 like there was last year. I think they're, they'll be drafted um, mid, mid-20s and later. At the combine on today, there's some of they, they like these um, interior linemen this year. Yeah, like the defense, like the cornerbacks are super, super fast. The defensive linemen are super, super fast. Uh, like the, I mean, just everybody's just really, really – like there's – running backs are way better this year. Quarterbacks are way – everybody's way better. Except, going to, <laughs> except for the wide receivers. So this could be a hard time drafting them. Sweet. Well, there's our start. We'll get you some more. I just gave you those quick updates as you all probably heard them all because you watched it before you listened to us. If not, you listen to us like 630 on Sunday when I get all this out. But JJ Wayne, give us some wisdom for our week and then we'll peace out and wish you all a great week. Yeah. So after the combine is over, go back and just watch some of the highlights from some of the drills. You don't have to watch all the drills. Just go back, just watch running back highlights, wide receiver highlights and you're going to come across a guy that you probably – oh, I can't – or that guy's super fast or I like the way he runs or his feels really quick. It's kind of how I spotted Zonovan Knight last year. Zonovan Knight wasn't great, but he came in, he had a game or two that was effective in fantasy, which is all you want, super low-round pick. Um, but if you just go ahead and watch some highlights, I mean, watching highlights are really fun. They can really make you fall in love with a guy. It's fantastic, and it gives you somebody to root for in the draft that nobody knows that you want to go after. So, as always, trust yourself and trust the process.